Hello and welcome to the MHR podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Gemma. Gemma, a lot has happened in the last month since we uh, met. It has indeed. September 2022. Who... One, one to remember. <laughs> We've got a new indeed. Prime Minister, a new monarch. Uh, cost of living crisis is still raging ahead. Yeah. Um, War so in Ukraine still raging. Lot, the world is Just... in an interesting place. Lots of change, uh, particularly uh, in the UK, and I'm sure that's impacting businesses in a multitude of ways. Mm. Of yet we're still fully understanding. So on that note, what are we going to be talking about in this episode? So in today's episode, as obviously we have new prime minister, new cabinet, as you mentioned, we have a new chancellor of the Exchequer who on Friday the 23rd has outlined um, some of the biggest tax cuts in a generation um, in his mini budget that was proposed. So today, what we're going to be doing is we've um, invited Neil Tonks along, who's the legislation manager here at MHR. So welcome, Neil. Lovely to have you back on the podcast. You're most welcome, Gemma. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for round two. I appreciate we had you in earlier in the year. So it's going to be interesting to get your thoughts on uh, mm. if you think the world is better or worse than <laughs> when we last spoke to you. You don't Indeed. have to answer now. It's fine. We won't hold you to it. Indeed. So I guess kind of the biggest thing uh, that came out to me in the mini budget is around the income tax changes. So is, can you tell us a little bit about those, Neil, please? OK, so these are income tax changes for next year. So that's starting in April 2023. So two changes, essentially. The first is a reduction in the basic rate from 20% to 19%. Now, this had already been promised by the previous Chancellor, but it's been brought forward. Okay. So it's going to happen from next year now, whereas the original plan was for it to come in in 2024. This will save people, well, a maximum of £377 a year. The government say the average is 170 so I assume mm. that's based on the, the average wage, yeah. the, the average amount that people pay. Uh, the other thing that's changed is the higher rate, the 45% rate, is to be abolished completely. So people who wow. currently pay that will drop down to paying 40% instead. Uh, that is only going to affect people with taxable income of £150,000 a year, though, so none of us here. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Tumbleweed yeah, I think rolls been, across um, the studio. Mm. Yeah. There's been quite a few headlines, hasn't there, over the weekend, especially around kind of if you are a higher earner, you're going to actually benefit quite a lot from these changes. Yes, yes, yes indeed you are. There's no, there's no getting away from that. The, the uh, people earn over 150000 a year will be proportionally better mm. off than, than other people. One thing that's worth mentioning is that none of this we've spoken about so far applies in Scotland because okay. the Scottish Parliament set their own tax rates and thresholds, so we will have to wait and see what they do from April next year. If they leave things alone, of course, it's going to mean that the highest paid people will uh, pay far more tax in Scotland than they do mm. in the, the rest of the United Kingdom, not least because their top rate is 46%. Oh. So, uh, so, yeah, a, a 150,000-plus earner in Scotland next year will, will pay a lot more tax than a similar person mm. in, in the rest mm. of the UK, unless the Scottish Parliament address that problem when they get round to doing their budget, which will probably be early in the new year. That's where they've tended to, uh, to announce their things. Okay. 
Brilliant. And uh, another thing we mentioned actually when we last met was about national insurance. Now, there, there is obviously, I uh, mentioned this in the, the new mini budget, uh, we talked last time about that and the healthcare levy, but that seems to be reversed. Yeah, well, yes yes and no. We need, to, we, we need to be clear about what the Chancellor's actually done because some of the reporting that I've seen has been misleading. Mm. He has reversed it in the sense that the national insurance contribution percentages are going back to what they were last year. But what he hasn't done is reverse it with effect from April. So we're not going to get all our pay recalculated right back to April with the NI percentages all reduced by one and a quarter percent. What he's done is say that the percentages will be reduced back to what they were prior to this current tax year. Right. From the first pay slip from on or after the 6th of November. So September pay and October pay will still be at... The, the current, the higher rates, and then the lower rates will come back again in uh, in November. Okay, and then following on from those lower rates from November then, so we were, well, there had been talk that the uh, social care levy was going to be introduced in April 2023, and now that's just been completely cancelled, is that correct? Yes, yeah, that, that's been abandoned altogether, which we're, we're pleased about as... as software developers with, with our selfish hats on because it was a lot of work for nothing mm. because what what the plan was was to was to introduce this one and a quarter percent levy which would have to be shown separately on pay slips and reported separately and so on but then reduce the ni percentages by one and a quarter percent again back to the uh, back to the original values so it, it was an awful lot of work just to separate mm. out what is was this year was part of the ni contribution and show it separately everywhere it, it always seemed a pointless exercise mm. so we're, we're we're quite pleased that we don't have to do all that to be honest so i guess it is a lot simpler then isn't it it's just for employers who are, are looking at this national insurance it is just make the reduction from november and they don't really need to worry about it anymore then yes and no there's a couple of that there is a complexity for directors if you're a company director your national insurance is cumulative essentially it's based on annual thresholds so what we've got is a, a rate that's, that's sort of composite of the two for the current tax year for directors. What, what it works out at is that whereas the, the flat rate is 12% for directors, it'll be 12.73 and, uh, and similarly for the employer contributions. That, that's simply to stop the directors getting the benefit of the reduction for the whole of the tax year. Okay, I see. Because because otherwise, if, mm. if it went down to 12% for directors as well, because you consider their earnings for the whole tax year when you do the calculation, they would have got the benefit of the reduction right back to April, whereas, right. whereas ordinary employees aren't getting it till November. So this, this 12.73 is a, a sort of calculated rate that will give roughly the same NI across the year for, yeah. the, for the two groups of people. But that's made it difficult for software developers because, yeah, reducing the rates is is a straightforward task in most payroll products, certainly in the case of our trend. But these special directors' rates, we've got to make an exception for and actually mm. code them into the calculation just for this tax year. Wow. Okay, thank you for that. And I guess the next thing then is, so we've kind of looked at income tax, we've looked at national insurance. There's some changes to corporation tax as well. So I think there were some changes coming in, but potentially not going ahead anymore. Is that right? Yes. Again, the, the new Chancellor has just undone the plans that his predecessor made. So the, the plan was for the 
current uh, 19% rate to increase to 25% in 2023. And there were a whole bunch of, of reliefs around that as well to, to lessen the impact. And, and essentially all that's been swept away and it's just staying at 19% like it has been for, for a while now. Mm. Um, and there's a few other areas as well that were mentioned um, in regards to investment as well. So um, IR35 rules, how's that changed? Uh, yes, this is yet another case where we're going back to as things were before. The rules changed on two different dates, depending on whether you worked in the public sector or the private sector. And what the new Chancellor has said is effectively we're going to go back to as things were before that change. If you don't understand what all this is about, it, it's it's quite a technical thing. But essentially, if you are a contractor working through a personal service company, somebody somewhere has to decide whether you should be treated as an employee for tax purposes or not, or, mm. or self-employed. The onus used to be on the contractor themselves to do that. The changes that were made over the past few years, move that onus onto somebody else, usually the engager, but not necessarily depending on, on the contractual arrangements. And that was very difficult for people to cope with because the rules were really complicated and it was easy to, to get things wrong. And to some extent, the, the, the determination was a matter of opinion. And you had to try and guess what HMLC's opinion might be in some cases, which is... Yeah, was always going to cause problems. So now we're going back to as things were before, where the contractor is responsible for making that determination. Okay, um, and uh, annual investment allowance as well. Has there been any changes there? No, that's staying no? at one million pounds indefinitely. It was supposed to be reducing gradually yeah. over the next few years, I believe, but uh, the new chancellor's decided to to leave it at the current value, freeze it at that value. And new startup companies are able to raise up to, is it a new figure now or has that changed? I don't know if that's changed or not, to be perfectly honest. It, it's certainly it's £250,000 okay. under mm -hmm. a scheme giving tax relief to investors. Uh, whether that's a new scheme or not, I mm -hmm. not, don't know, to be perfectly honest. And, and there were a lot more mentioned in the mini budget that might not be applicable directly for businesses uh, in mm -hmm. certain ways, but stuff like stamp duty, obviously energy was covered, bankers, bonuses, shopping. Is there anything else, Neil, that businesses really need to be aware of that's going to affect their, their payroll or processes? Well, something that's around the edge is the change to universal credit rules, mm. which have, they've, uh, they've essentially changed the rules. So people's benefits can be reduced if they don't fulfil job search requirements. Now, one of those, if you work part-time, is going to be a requirement to attempt to increase the number of hours you work in order to increase your income. So companies may find that they get employees who are on universal credit and are mm -hmm. currently part-time asking if there's any possibility to work extra hours. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that is something that might sort of touch at the edge of, of employers. Right. Well, I think that probably covers all the big items from the mini budget then. Um, so thank you so much for your time today, Neil. I think it's been really informative. And I think if anyone does want kind of obviously more in-depth details on those, there'll be information on the Gov UK website. From your opinion as well, Neil, I know I joked at the start of the podcast, but actually with the changes that have been made, do you think the pitch is uh, easier, better for businesses? There Are there more complexities there? Do you think this has helped your kind of average, your average business out there? 
Well, certainly reduced costs because mm. the the NI rate's gone down mm. by one and a quarter percent. So that's a that's an immediate saving for everybody. And if you employ contractors, then all the complexities of of IR thirty five are going to go away next April. So that's a that that's a benefit too. Well, this isn't necessarily the end of the story, of course. Mm. Things will keep changing. We've, we've been told mm. today that the Chancellor is going to present a medium-term fiscal plan to Parliament on the 23rd of November. Oh. In, in theory, <laughs> that should just be a fiscal plan, but because, you know, we, we, you never know. They mm. might announce changes to the, to the current arrangements as well. Uh, and there'll be a budget next spring. Again, we don't know the date, but there will be one because that's been announced today. It'll be in March sometime, it usually is. And we'll uh, be here to give you <laughs> the updates on that as well. And hopefully, Neil, you better join us again and give us your insight on that so yes, we can indeed. see how the world is ever changing. But I think you've highlighted some silver clouds there. Um, every cloud has a silver lining. That's the <laughs> phrase I was looking for. The budget's Indeed. had an effect on me as well. <laughs> well, it was definitely an interesting budget, to say the least. Yeah, and thank you for joining us again, Neil. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome. No problem. So if you want to find out anything more about what we do or any other information that we can offer, you can go to mhrglobal.com or you can find us on social media. I think that's a wrap for now, if you think so, Gemma. Yep, I agree. So thank you very much. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.